Well, that's not the same thing. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hey, Larry, it's episode number 41. 41 and we're only four hours late, but better late than never. Is there more insanity or madness going on today? <laughs> Probably more, I would think. A little bit of oh both. God. Oh, yeah, a lot of insanity, a lot of madness. Yeah. And it's okay. I mean, you're yeah. well on your way to escaping from LA. At least we hope so. Well, I, I hope, I don't know. I'm beginning to feel more like I'm trapped in hotel California. You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Well, I mean, if you want somebody to actually scary. pay you for your house, then exactly, you yeah. can, but you can leave anytime you want. Don't worry. <laughs> Everything's By fine. The way, before we rolled and you were talking about noise and so forth and Sir Gene, you know, I wanted to apologize for last week. I know sometime in the first 10 minutes, there were like two Star Wars blasters uh, over, you know, we heard, because I didn't turn my cell phone off. And that's my that's my text message nice. <laughs> sounder, right? Hey, I didn't want to ask any questions. So, I didn't feel so bad, though. I mean, Adam seems he seems perfectly cool with his uh, with Phoebe barking up a storm in the middle of his his fucking thing. So what the hell? it adds to the uh it adds to the personality of the show yeah people are used to a whole different set of standards now when it comes to watching even your nightly news because mm -hmm. it's the one thing that i always hate is getting the reverb which i get reverb in my room you get reverb in your room sure and you can run filters and stuff to try to minimize those a little because you're always shooting for you know, when you watch the nightly news, as an example, it was like perfectly quiet. There was no reverb. Their voices all sounded great. And now after COVID, I mean, I think they're still in the uh, yeah in the newsrooms, but all of a sudden the audio has gone to crap. Really? You're right. And I don't know right. exactly why, because that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it just seems like they're like, oh, wait, people will yeah. accept. And if it sounds too good, well, then you're going to sound like you're doing too well or you're too produced, which is funny because it's like, well, no, your show sounds too produced. So, um, yeah. you know, make it sound crappier. People like that. Crappier. Well, I think his roadcaster accomplished that. It didn't sound as good this time as last time. Oh, on no agenda. I would agree. Yeah. It's going to take some dialing in as all of this equipment does. There are so many things that you can play with. I don't have a roadcaster to look at the the minutia of what you can adjust but i think they've gotten to the point now where you can do very specific and minor adjustments because it seemed like adam was hitting on different frequencies to boost here and there so it's not just a you know low end high end and that's all you get but it takes time to uh to dial it in oh it does and he, he you know what he articulated that in a way that, that was perfect about 
there's no way to clear your audio palette. Right. And I've, I've had that happen so many times. I'll lay some tracks down, whatever, and think, oh, that's fucking great. It's perfect. And, you know, give it one more listen the next morning. So that is shit. Did I actually think that was good? <laughs> you know, it's amazing. He's, he's so right. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, even with just the sound of a single voice, I end up sitting here and making a small adjustment and then recording a little more and then making adjustment and you go back and listen, but you need to go back and give it a little bit of time. Yeah. And it's interesting how bad some of the audio that I've recorded sounds, at least to me, once you make other adjustments. I mean, they and some people prefer the sound that doesn't have a lot of high end. I think it reminds them of like old AM radios. And, uh, you know, I try to kind of combine that old AM sound, which has a nice warmth to it. But also you want, you know, a bit of that newer FM sound that has the high end without being too shrill. But there's a lot of these shows that I've recorded and go back and think, wow, that just sounds so dull. But (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's a hard thing to because I, you don't want to push things too far but if you look at the the high end of my channel strip here the controls are quite a ways up but that's because this dynamic mic is a little bit darker sounding and i did put on one of them big foam balls on the end of it oh yeah got have a foam ball i mean it, it's i i didn't want to because the re320 a lot of people don't use them but if you talk close to the 320, the big foam ball still helps, I think. I Absolutely, yes. And when you put that on, it does kill some of the high ends. You just want to keep adjusting and adjusting to bring that sound back. And we hope the end result is the finished product that everybody's hearing is uh, good. Yeah. Compared to a lot of the podcasts out there, though, I think we're doing pretty well. We are doing well. Let's hear it for us. Yes. Let's pat ourselves on the back. And I mean, except for people complain that they can't hear how low your voice goes. So, I mean, they need extra equipment to get that done. I'm like, but then they should just get the extra equipment. With all that said, in Chicago this past weekend, oh, 28 wounded, six killed, including a five-month-old girl. Black Lives Matter and all. God. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. I saw I saw Lori at a clip of her somewhere online say, was she, was she saying fuck the Supreme Court or fuck fuck somebody? Always a lady, that one. <laughs> well, that is the uh Yeah. That is where we we are at at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's a the you know, the topic that everybody's talking about is the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade. Right. A lot of people are completely just losing their minds over it. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, a lot of people that just don't understand how a country like the United States runs and the difference between a federal law and state laws. No. And there's a lot of people who want, I guess, everything to be federal because oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. what works in L.A. and New York and Chicago, I guess, somehow works in the middle of Montana. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's interesting to. I mean, one, watch the people lose their mind, and I have to take a nice, you know, deep breath and just go, you know, um, I still like Taylor Swift's music. There's still people I like <laughs> in the acting and actress, uh, you know, their performances. It's like I really have to separate 
you know, even Jack White came out, a guy that I really like overall, came out and said something that's like, I just, I don't think you understand. He doesn't. And, and that's it. It's like, it's not even like you have this big of a disagreement. It's like, I just don't think you understand the system that we're working under. Right. And this well, the, most, the most fascinating part of it is the fact that, that you know, that side of the movement is, is self-titled pro-choice. Well, now you've got more choice than ever. You can live in a state that absolutely endorses abortion and, you know, it's all just fine or one where it isn't. So you've got choice that didn't exist before. You're exactly right. You have more choice. And these biggest riots or protests, whatever you want to call them, the biggest ones seem to be happening in states where they're still fine with abortion. <laughs> Why is that? I know. It's so strange. You know, I Why don't get it. It is. It is putting companies in a very weird spot, including, you know, the Disney's and the Dick Sporting Goods and all of this that are coming out and saying, well, you know, if we employ you in a state where abortion becomes illegal, we'll pay you to go get an abortion. Yes. Now, some people can see that as a great thing. I find it to be a questionable business practice. Because as people were already pointing out, well, what about women that want to keep their kid? Well, you know, the, the CFOs are loving that. It's a lot cheaper to fly somebody, even put them up in a nice hotel for a couple of days, than uh, pay medical benefits for uh, a live birth and, and, and that kid. I mean, come on. It's a hell of a deal. Yes. I remember, though, a story. Uh, I don't remember which podcast of mine I covered it on because there are way too many. <laughs> That there was something I thought, I think it was the city of Boston that was giving out leave for the woman or the inseminator, I guess is the best word you want to use, of somebody that uh, was involved in an abortion that, you know, you could take time off because it is a physically and emotionally draining thing. And it's, that's one thing that the left never seems to talk about. No. But that you could take X amount of weeks. And it's like, but how do you know? How do you know the guy knocks somebody up? If he just comes in and says, oh, sure. you know, my girlfriend had an abortion, so I want to take four weeks off of paid leave. Mm -hmm. This is the same kind of thing here. If you work for a company that's like, we'll pay your abortion benefits out of state and you live, you know, say in Indiana where it becomes illegal and you just want to come spend a few days in Chicago, you could put mm -hmm. that on the company. There you go. I mean, how do they, are they going to force you to give them medical records? Because if they force you to give them medical records, that seems hateful. That doesn't seem fair, right? Do we, if we're paying for your abortion, we don't, how dare you ask me for proof? But I would think this would lead to people misusing the system. Just like there was an article in CNN and the kicker was in the last line, but they talked about how retailers are considering now because of the high cost of returning goods and really the saleability of goods once they come back in a return that a lot of retailers are considering the policy of, gee, Larry, you bought those uh, tennis shoes. You didn't like them. You go back to Amazon or whoever and say, I don't like them. I want to return it. And they're like, we'll give you your money back, but you keep them. So you don't return wow. the goods. I know. I'm like, how is this not going to be misused? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I see maybe every customer because we buy a lot of stuff through Amazon, mainly a lot of stuff that my parents need on a you know weekly or biweekly, all the vitamins and all that kind of stuff. Sure. 
but I mean, I can see maybe you give customers who buy a lot, you give them one or two of those a year, but Mulligan. Yeah. right. But for normal folks, this, this was exactly what happened. I'm sure you saw, cause I seemingly saw this on like 8,000 sites that women were intentionally showing up to Disney parks in near states of undress, things that were not good for their dress code. So Disney would be like, Oh, well, yeah, you're dress coded, but here we'll give you a free t-shirt. Well, women went like, Oh, I'd like a free t-shirt. So I'll show up in something barely there and Disney will give me a free shirt. And Disney finally got to the point to where they're like, no, you have to buy the shirts now. Good. (laughs) Which is the way it should be. But this is all these systems of, oh, you can keep the returns or, oh, we're going to pay for you to go have an abortion. But it's like, well, then are you going to pay for people that decide they want to keep the kids? It's a very weird thing. And I'll never understand the rally cry of wanting to kill more babies. And it's something that. But they they never say that, Darren. It's about health care. They never use those words. Never. Well, they also don't want to point out that the area of the world they want to emulate mostly which is the european union has way stricter abortion laws than the united states does true yeah but they don't want to yeah. talk about that and it's like i don't think anybody it's like okay if you're talking within the first you know couple of weeks i don't think anybody has a problem with it but these folks want oh you're uh, two hours away from or two minutes away from having the kid no that's fine or as John C. termed it, you know, even if it gets born, as long as, as long as that umbilical cord is still attached, just club it to death right there. Right. Mm. And that I won't get. I don't understand how anybody can applaud that. I don't understand how this is the hill they want to die on. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't even seem anywhere near rational. And it's like, I don't even think you have to be religious to find this to be a you know, a horrible thing that you should try to avoid. I mean, we have the technology for women to not get pregnant. That's the, that's what they say though. I mean, they blame it all on religion or religious right and so on and so forth. And, um, you know, it's got nothing to do with religion for some people. It may, but in terms of, uh, you know, the legal rulings and the constitution zero and the best, you know, the best illustration of that is the guy says, you know, if I, you know, if you, if you kill a pregnant woman, you are charged with two murders. Right. Oh, that's true. That that what would have to is, go out the window. What that with religion? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Zero. So, but I guess that's not the case anymore. But they always try to conflate it with guns. And I brought a clip, uh, which I mean, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to, you know, go down these lines. But we're here. Okay. The guy from Barstool Sports. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And I mean, he often makes decent points. But this, again, I believe is just somebody that doesn't understand exactly how the system works. And as always, yell stop if you want this to. Uh... Okay, Mercy press conference, uh, Roe versus Wade just got overturned. Let me start by saying this is a Dave Portnoy press conference. This doesn't reflect Barcel, all right? Barcel is 300 whatever people. They all may think certain ways. This is just me, how I feel. I feel like I have to speak on this issue. I already talked about it a little bit. To me, this is just pure insanity pure insanity we are going backwards in time okay one we're not going backwards in time and i'm okay with him speaking because i think everybody really should go on the record with stuff like this so i have no problem with you know middle-aged white guy speaking about this some people might 
Although we've been told recently that guys can get pregnant. So I don't understand why you would keep men out of the the uh, equation here, because if men yes. can get pregnant, yes. Yes. this is a human right. This isn't just a woman's right. So why are women all? It's all of a sudden they know how to define woman, Larry. It's, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You're it's, right. Keep your hands off our body. You know, keep your hands off. You're telling a woman what? Wait, no, you, you can't define woman. But I digress. We are literally going backwards in time. OK, we're not literally going backwards in time, sir. He's, I hate when people use that term. We are literally going backwards literally. in time. No, no, we're not. <laughs> like, holy shit. If we're doing that, we've we, we've got really some power now. That means Superman's flying around the equator backwards. Yes. The only time I ever saw that happen. We are literally going back in time. <laughs> no, no, we're not literally. I mean, people use literally all the time to be like, he was literally standing on his head. Well, no, he wasn't. I mean, some people could, but yeah, people don't know what literally means. No, it, it makes no sense how anybody thinks it's their right to tell a woman what to do with her body. I just don't get it. To take away the ability to make informed decisions on how they want to live their lives is bananas. I Okay, you're not taking away any informed decision of how they want to live their life. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that always gets lost here is you're talking about the creation of another life. And this doesn't even seem to be something that is being argued now. And is that no. just because if you start arguing that, you then admit it's a life? Because the left, there was a time within our lifetimes that the argument was, well, when does life begin but everybody admitted there was a point that life begins and it wasn't when the baby came out right now you have none of that you have none of that life is not it doesn't matter if it's in a woman it's her it's like no there are two lives involved now right but nobody wants to talk about that and that seems a little disingenuous you know, people will be like, well, no, it's a constitutional issue. They're just giving it to the states. Well, like what, 20 states are saying they're going to overturn it right away? And what if you're poor in that state and you can't go to another state and things like that? It's just nuts to me. Not to mention the same people are saying, you know, they want to take it away and overturn it are also like got to protect guns because of the Constitution. Well, to be fair, guns are mentioned in the Constitution and abortion is not. That's <laughs> true. This is why people are saying that yeah, because guns are protected in the constitution in order for people to make it. So the government can't become tyrannical and uh, I'm sorry, but women with babies, maybe at the time I can see making a case for the technology wasn't there when the constitution was written to have a safe and effective abortion. Now I can understand that. But the reality is, when it comes down to the Supreme Court, their job is to do one thing, and that is to look at the laws on the books and decide whether or not they are constitutional and legal or not. They don't make the laws. The Obama administration had control of the White House, control of the Senate, and control of the House of Representatives just, you know, what, 12 years ago? Yeah. Did they pass a national abortion bill? They did not. Mm-hmm. So why? Why is that? I mean, this is the whole thing. The law on the books is the law on the books. And that's all the Supreme Court can do. The Supreme Court cannot take away or give rights of any sort. And people keep saying this, including people that work at major news networks, that, oh, the Supreme Court took away these rights. It's like bullshit. 
They didn't take away anything. Yeah. They interpreted a law that was on the books. These people like AOC who are out there and the woman's putting the megaphone in front of her face and AOC is chanting along. Bitch, it's your job to make the laws. Change them if you don't like the way they are. <laughs> right? There's no lie there, my friend. It's very simple. It is very simple. At what point do you look at the Constitution and say, hey, this was written by people who had slaves? Maybe not everything is exactly to a T in the Constitution. Okay, so now we're back to the people that wrote the Constitution had slaves, so everything they did should be thrown out. Mm, That's like some of the most radical shit ever. Yeah, I saw there's a, there's one going around some TikTok imbecile saying the Constitution was written with a feather by candlelight by fat old white men. What good is it? What they didn't have an internet or TV or anything. They didn't know anything. What did they know? <laughs> okay, honey, we'll throw out the wheel too because that was before the internet. Right, we're going back to that point too because <laughs> once we can't have enough electricity to run the stuff, yeah, we're gonna be yeah. going back to that particular time. But this is the kind of uh, you know, these arguments, this total. And I don't even think it is a misunderstanding because it's easy enough to understand if you really want to understand. This is, again, using emotional bias to get people riled up sure. to blame the Supreme Court. It's like, well, the Supreme Court, I believe, has righted a wrong here in the fact that they were overstepping their bounds when that ruling originally came down. Mm-hmm. The people that work for the people, you know, in the Senate, in the House, it's their job to make the law. So if you want to change this, make a new law. But you're absolutely right. This is the epitome of if you don't like the way your state is doing it, leave. This is the epitome of having more absolutely. choice. The, the less power the federal government has, the more choice and freedom people have. So it's that simple. And if your state wants to do something that you don't like, leave. But this allows people to live in a society where people are different, where they have different views. Mm. You know, if all the Mormons want to be in Utah, that's great. Nobody's bugging them and they're not making laws. They're anti-Mormon. Absolutely. And they can have 19 wives. Who gives a shit? They're all with each other. Good. God bless. Have fun. If the state says it's okay, I mean, this again, people don't understand like, wait, the it's just not a federal law that wait why doesn't the federal law control everything it's like for a very specific reason the federal part of our government was only supposed to be for things like the security of the country and you know things that uh that were required not every little thing not like we're gonna make every little law for everybody in the country to follow yeah but it's just a misunderstanding. I don't you know. And I don't really even think it is a misunderstanding because there's some really smart people who are out there like, oh, this, they're taking away rights. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, they're not. And I think he goes there, too. Like a million years from now, you're going to use a document written in the. It's just nuts. In what world? The world evolves. People evolve. Technology evolves. You got to evolve. You can't stick with this document and look at that and be like, that's the end all be all. It, it, it's literally crazy pills. This is coming from somebody who consistently is like, the U.S. is the best country in the world by a mile. I still believe it. But we're going backwards. And the left and the right suck so fucking bad. Okay, I will agree with him there, that the left and the right suck. Like, the left fucking hates me. The, the woke left, the liberals, they're crazy. They're insane people. Yet, 
I end up having to vote for a moron like Biden because the right is going to put Supreme Court people in who are just ruining this country and taking basic rights away. See, no, they're not <laughs> taking basic rights away. This was never a basic right. I mean, this fucking loon doesn't understand that the basic right he's talking about was something that the Supreme Court gave. So if the Supreme Court can giveth, the Supreme Court can taketh. Well, see, if this guy proves once again, Darren, you don't have to be smart to be rich. This is true. A lot of us are smart and not rich, so I don't understand how that yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's done very well, and uh, he's not that brilliant. No, but I mean, that's, I think, enough of uh, hearing from him. He just had a little more, but it's, you know, it's the same, uh, it's the same old story. The We're going backwards. We're taking rights away. And again, for people that live in Portland, if you're burning your city down again, I don't understand why, because not only, you know, can you do what you want in Portland, they're never going to put you in jail. But Oregon, you can buy as many high density, high powerful drugs you want. I mean, if you want to go get some fentanyl, that's fine. Go do it. Is that right? They sell that shit legally in, uh, in Oregon? Yeah, they, uh, that is really? the state where all heavy drugs are no longer illegal. So, I mean, hey, it's really? fine. Yeah. If you want to kill yourself with drugs, and the minute that they made, well, not the minute, but within the uh, time period of, you know, a year or so after this law change, mm-hmm. believe it or not, overdose deaths went up in Oregon. No. Like, can you believe it? No. no You're lying to me. Stop lying to me. <laughs> Because what's people, you know, what's the, these, there are some people that are so dumb that they hear like, well, the government says it's okay for me to in, okay. in, inject this stuff into my veins. <laughs> no, no, it I must be it. safe. Yeah, I've never been a druggie. So, you know, I see drug stories and, you know, I, I tend not to listen, but, um, so, so what have they, have they just decriminalized street drugs or you can, can you walk into a CVS and buy you know a dose of heroin or no no they haven't gone that far yet but you won't be prosecuted if you have them or sell them so i mean there's there's that it's a business opportunity if you uh if you can get this stuff up from the border especially you know from mexico up into uh, oregon yeah (laughs) you could make some money but they're surprised that people are now ODing at a much higher rate because yeah there's a lot of people who think if it's not illegal it must be safe sure did you see the videos all over of a guy? I don't know who this dude is, but he's pretty funny. He's going to all of the, uh, well, not all of a bunch. It looks definitely New York. I don't know where else he was. Maybe only New York moving around, but asking people if they are at people at, um, you know, abortion rallies and, or protests, whatever you want to call them. And he's asking them, do you believe in my body, my choice? And I'm like, oh, yes, I do. Yes. That's why we're here. We believe in that. He says, well, how about for uh, vaccine mandates? Well, that's not the same thing. <laughs> okay, so wait. So these, oh. these these folks that don't want you, the government to be able to tell you not to take a life right. away, they're okay with them saying, we'll inject this. Well, yeah, I yeah. don't understand that. Yeah, every one of them. And, 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 the, and the thing is, none of them ever says, well, you know, that's a good point. You know, there's some, there's some, um, there's that takes some, some wrangling to deal with that issue. They just fly into a fucking rage. They have no, they have no comeback not well because they have no logic right it's the way it is even with some people on the right that just want to parrot the points and don't understand them and when called upon it like well explain this to me they go right i don't know know. (laughs) but you're absolutely right it's like well if you're for a woman to be able to do whatever she wants with her body then everybody should be able to decide whether or not they want a vaccine right sure and they're like well no i mean that that's that's crazy of course you have to be injected with a uh 
experimental drug that yeah nothing will possibly go wrong there no what could go wrong but yeah i don't understand the 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 breakdown there i mean i and, do and, but you know what's really interesting darren because again i mean we've you know we've we've wrangled with this thing for a long time now and as i always said you you i think you very very wisely chose the j and j thing which is far less risky and has far less adverse effects um but they that has been sidelined i mean they, i think that they can't even make it anymore. They, they're not administering that. It must be the fucking mRNA, which has proven to be neither safe nor effective. Um, holy shit. You, you got to wonder about that. If they wanted everybody back, I mean, what, why did they do that? It's a good question. It really is. And I don't know, again, if people really understand what is going on with all of that stuff. The Johnson & Johnson had a very small issue with blood clots and i know the people will say yeah. well seven sixteen i was um i think up to maybe 16 people that had died from it mm-hmm. but the reality is the mrna stuff from pfizer and moderna seemingly had way more side effects that were all covered up they were way more severe in younger men and maybe that was the point that maybe. were they're still pushing for well let's get this down to zero to five and i know one of the Maybe it was CVS. One of the uh, pharmacies was like, nope, we're not giving that to kids under five. Mm-hmm. So I'll applaud them. But the Johnson and Johnson one, I mean, again, this is all anecdotal evidence. Some people will tell you the virus doesn't exist at all. I'll say, well, you're a little crazy because it's <laughs> yeah. there's something out there. Of course. Of course. But I had the you know Johnson and Johnson. And with all of these boosters, again, people talk about this. It's like it's just another dose of the same stuff whether you're talking the johnson johnson or whether you're talking the mrna stuff it's like they're just dosing you again with the same stuff this isn't like this is a treatment where you get this the first time this the second time right and this is just anecdotal evidence but i had the johnson and johnson twice so the original and then a booster six months whatever it was after and i got covid a month or so ago and it was no big deal it was a couple of days of your kind of flu like my doctor who i understand he gets exposed to more stuff but he had the moderna and he was a guy that told me the uh the vaccines himself really knocked him on his ass but he had the double moderna mm-hmm. he had the double boosted then he got covid and it was fairly severe so this concept is he a dude in reasonably good shape? Yeah. Wow. You know, and he's just a little older than me. I mean, so I think he's around, uh, you know, late 50s, early six, maybe 60, maybe getting right about there. Okay. Um, probably late 50s. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this is kind of stuff that makes you wonder because, I don't know, I think he's healthier than I am, maybe. Um, I, he definitely is a lot skinnier than I am. And I know that is one of the issues. So. It is a little weird. I mean, who this is going to hit severely and who it's not. But somebody, you know, I can say, you know, you're in the medical profession. But the fact that you had the full vaccination plus double boost and you still got fairly severely sick with it. You know, this isn't a concept where you could say, hey, we guarantee if you're up to date, you're only going to get mild illness. Yeah, but he doesn't need as much kielbasa as you do. Right. This is maybe that's the. I'm convinced that's it. It's the Polish diet and blood. It could be. That could be because that's exactly my mom got it. And I mean, she never tested positive at the exact same time I did. I believe we both got it while being out at the same restaurant. 
And for her, it was like, yeah, nothing had the sniffles, never got a fever, yeah. never really got sick, but she had, you know, she knew she wasn't a hundred percent, but it, yeah, that was her Polish blood. That's uh, that's it. It's the, it's the secret. I mean, we need to look at that when they're, you know, they're starting to look at this now, which are the people that are saying, Hey, I've never had the COVID-19 sickness right. that they're starting to do blood tests and be like, well, okay, we want to find out why. Yeah. Well, do you remember at the dawn of it, there was something saying that what, what was it? If you like people with a type O, I think. Right. Or, a different blood type. There was one was, that. Yeah. And then you never heard about that again. They were guessing at a lot of stuff, whether that just okay. didn't pan out or whether, uh, you know, we do know that there were certain things that brought the levels down, like having a vitamin D, having like very little vitamin D could lead to more severe illness. And I don't know if that means if you have a lot of vitamin D, you only get the sniffles. And if you don't have enough, you're really sick or however that works. Right. But they still don't know. They still don't know. No. The. Funny thing is, as you said, I, I still believe I made the right choice with the Johnson and Johnson. I believe that is still the safest of all the vaccines, but it's being portrayed yeah. as the most worthless one, which I don't understand why people that are getting why? double vaccinated and double boost are still getting you know severely sick with the mRNA. So why, yeah. why? why would you want that, especially with the other implications? I do believe eventually medical technology will be there and mRNA stuff is going to be game changing mm-hmm. but i don't think we're quite there yet no i mean once we get there that'll be great but i guess everybody has to be a guinea pig in the meantime this is uh <laughs> this was a lot of guinea pigs <laughs> a lot of guinea pigs oh. and uh but you're i mean you're right that is kind of a funny thing for people that are uh that are pro-abortion to be like well then yeah. you must be anti-vax right right no <laughs> no i want to and, and, and then, again not anti-vax anti-vax mandate right you know you know, I don't, you know like, yeah so it's <laughs> well again this is just the concept of people who want to live the way they want to live which is why these assholes that are out there firebombing the oh. christian clinics and stuff like that it's like why they're just telling people you know what they think is right they're not keeping right. you from doing anything but this is where the wars get started because people feel like, well, no, if you have a different viewpoint than I do, it's like, no, this is, you know, the issue of all of this stuff and separating people into these subsets. I mean, there's one side of people are like, oh, it's great to have a gay pride parade, but it's like, well, then you're separating yourself from everyone. I mean, why can't, you know, that's not inclusion. No, it's not. And you're separating everybody into all these little subsets and they all find ways to not get along. Mm. because you know the gay people they want to make sure that you fully agree with their lifestyle it's like well why why can't somebody be a a christian who says you know i i don't agree with that but i'm not going to stop you from doing anything i'm not going to call you names or harass you in any way i just don't think what you're doing is right Mm -hmm. why would that be the start of a uh you know of an issue i don't know (laughs) <laughs> it's like because you i guess everybody has some everybody has to believe that everything i do is absolutely right otherwise they're they're my enemy there you go i guess that's it yeah it's like and i don't get that part i really don't yeah. it's like how about everybody just leave the ever other person the fuck alone and then nobody has to worry about what the other people are doing now if this starts encringing upon their you know rights and all it's like people going nuts about the 
Pixar movie about Buzz Lightyear not being played in Saudi Arabia or wherever else it's not being played because there's a gay kiss. It's like, well, then don't put the gay kiss in. Yeah. Why are you telling them that their culture is wrong? It's like, that's bullshit. You bitch that like they're telling us our culture is wrong because we want to be doing this. Well, that's fine, but they don't think that's right. By the way, I went to see uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, how was it? You know, it's it's nostalgic more than anything. Or uh, I guess uh, you know what it, it, Jerry Bruckheimer is an interesting character. You know, he's an old uh, New York Madison Avenue ad guy, and uh, he's you know he knows how to make a buck, and he basically you know <laughs> remade the same movie, whatever the hell it is, thirty eight years later or something, forty years later, right about there, yeah. You know, and uh, Tom still looks great. And uh, his uh, his love interest was a chick. You know, usually it's you know, got to be half his age, but I think I think Jennifer Connelly is fifty one. Yeah, right. And that's um, yes, yeah, right at the same time because she was big at uh, yeah. she was in the uh, the the one with Lloyd Dobler, right, where he holds up the boombox to say anything. That was Jennifer Connelly, right? Oh, is that right? She was in that. Okay, I think so. I think she was the girl he was holding up the boombox for. I mean, Cusack thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of liberal assholes. Oh God. But I still um, like the movie. I mean, again, this is where you have to separate those things. You have to. You have to. Yeah. So I mean, but it was it was really what was great about it was it's. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't see it again. It's you know the whole the whole you know dogfight thing isn't like my thing. You know, I think it's it's cool. They did it really well. Um, but the beauty of it was there was no fucking message. It was just. Here it is. There was there was no social justice bullshit or PC crap going on. You know, it's just a nice, fun sort of you know military cliffhanger story. Everybody looked great, and the machines looked great, and the scenery was great, and okay, and that's all you want. I mean, I think I forget which mogul was was it Sam Warner or Jack. One of them, I think it was one of the Warner Brothers said, uh, you know, a million years ago, somebody came to him with a script that had underpinnings of of political messaging and he says get this the fuck off my desk if you want to send a message call western union right and it's, it's that simple you know but they they only it seems like only bruckheimer bruckheimer understands that but the things already think i think it's cranked a billion dollars at the box office so yeah baby yeah um, it's a fun people like that you know it's a fun movie although i mean when the first one came out everybody was like this is nothing more than a commercial for guys to go out and join the military and girls don't want sure. to misgender sure yeah it was a rah-rah you know your country is good kind of a movie god forbid god forbid that that yeah. be thrown out there and i know they spent a lot of money wrenching those jets from the united states military it was something like ten thousand bucks an hour that they were paying i'm sure there was a ton of money but they said that the cooperation from the navy was uh sterling they just rolled out the red carpet did everything they could which kind of shocks me because it's my understanding that the navy is by far the most woke branch of the armed services. Um, so you wonder if they didn't say, hey, can't you put something in there about you know, whatever? Right. Put a gay pride flag on the plane. <laughs> That'll be, we yeah. need that. You know, or take the, or rip that, rip that Taiwan flag off the back of Tom's flight jacket. Right. You know, right. <clears throat> um, but I guess they didn't. So great. You know, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun, fun, goofy ride. You know, it is what it is. Hey, and obviously the new jet. You know, I don't know how they outfitted the plane to look like this super new high tech jet, whatever it was that's in the movie that uh, there were rumors and all well, not rumors. I mean, it seemed like these were then uh, substantiated that China actually repositioned some of their satellites 
just to get a look at this plane because they oh, thought shit. it was real. Wow, that's funny. That's yeah, I believe that. Like, yeah. oh no, yeah, sure, they're just filming a movie. Uh huh. I mean, it's a great way to test a new plane, <laughs> I guess, to be like, oh, we yeah. have a movie. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't look over yeah. here. But people want uh, entertainment that is not filled with wokeisms. Yeah. That is not preaching at them. And I have to say, we watched a TV series. And this is kind of sad because when you say we watch a TV series, and it only took like two days because the whole thing was one of these uh, shows on Hulu that was produced by FX, but it was never, I guess, on broadcast. But it was one of the guys, one of the kids from Shameless as a young chef that comes back to Chicago to uh, to take over his brother's Italian beef shop, which, I mean, there's nothing more Chicago than a good Italian beef shop. And it was just a gritty look at what happens in a kitchen. And there was no wokeism to it. There was no, you know, right. preaching at you. And it was a it was a very fun ride of a strange. I don't want to spoil for anybody, but there was a strange kind of a very convenient tie up in the final episode. But I brought a clip of this just because I wanted cool. to. Uh, and I had pulled this specifically just again to not have any spoilers to it um but this scene comes from a point where their system after being in uh accidentally getting into a, a newspaper reviewer doing a review of the place this is what happens the next day you can only imagine what happens to a little you know mom and pop shop once they get a good write-up in the tribune or whatever it was that uh the the pre-orders went a little bit crazy um i am um i'm doing them in five basically i'm gonna order them in five everything fire everything right fucking now okay i'll fire everything now i just was finishing step out marcus and step out okay i'm gonna talk to marcus fuck off my expo chef now get the fuck off thank you we're firing 76 beefs, 34 chickens, okay? 12 french fries, 12 mash, fucking now. Thank you. I mean, I thought that there was a lot of rage in this in this whole show because really? this is the, well this is how these kitchens work. I mean, not any wow. well this was the interesting thing cuz I did see a couple of interviews with the the lead from this and he's like I talked to a lot of people did a lot of, you know, worked at a couple of restaurants you know, and this comes right out of like Anthony Bourdain's book, uh, Kitchen Confidential, and this is how it was in kitchens. And he's like, people are telling him that, you know, 10 years ago, maybe, but they have gone so woke that I guess even kitchens aren't as abusive and people constantly screaming at each other and all of that. But uh, you get plenty of that in the show. Okay. And it is a very, uh, it's a fun ride. It really is. There was the one. Most of the episodes are about a half hour. The seventh, which is the one from the last episode, was only 20 minutes, but it was like one shot. It was like one continuous. uh, Really? And that's what this came from. And it was it was just pure insanity. They somehow were able to capture the pure insanity of an out of control uh, kitchen that I mean, it's, it's kind of like watching a train wreck. But if you like. You know, if you everybody out there that considers themselves kind of a foodie or you like seeing mm-hmm. behind the scenes, this is a pretty legit way to uh, to see what it's like in the 
And you might be scared to go out to dinner afterwards. Really? I don't even like the idea of mixing stress with food. Oh, yeah. That's something bugs me about that, Darren. I don't like that. I like to be very zen and calm. In fact, I won't even eat in a joint with like with a television on or something like that. It just bugs me. I don't like that. Yeah, it does. Uh, you you would be amazed, I'm sure, at what goes on yeah. in, in the kitchens. And especially, uh, you know, the way they played this was, of course, the... Uh, the brother that he committed suicide that he comes back to take over the restaurant from, you know, the family beef stand, Hmm. but he was off, you know, and they really played up the character being like, Oh, he was in charge of the, uh, you know, he worked at the French laundry and you know how that is out in LA, (laughs) but they were playing this guy that comes back and he's just a real, you know, um, you know, street tough kind of a guy, but it's like, okay, this is how good he was. And he was able to work at the finest restaurants in the world. But now he's coming back to run a beef stand. So, I mean, it's it's kind of a fish out of water thing. But to yeah. see how, you know, he interacts with the people that were working in that kitchen. And it's, you know, I think it was kind of fun. I wish it was a little bit longer. We'll see if they come back uh, for another season. But I like the intensity of it. Good. And, uh, I mean, if you like the F-bombs, I mean, it definitely got oh, the, you know the TV MA for for language because i don't believe there was a kiss or any sexual activity at all in the eight episodes which is also very hard to do on television now yeah so it's called the bear so if anybody wants to check that out it's on hulu and let me know what you think of the ending because the ending it was a little weird the final episode i was like it's like a pure 9.5 on a 10 scale until the final episode and then it was like oh that was a little they shot themselves in the dick yeah kind of yeah which happens a lot when you're like, well, how do we wrap oh, this up? Sure. How do we do this? Yeah. And it's a, it's a good question. Sometimes it's done better than others, but compared to everything else that's on TV right now, it's, uh, it's probably better. Good. But now you have clips from uh, your two favorites. I mean, these I are the two that. voices people have heard more on the show, even than ours, I think. And is, we, is, we, yeah. Is there, a, is there a, a one we need to uh, go with first here? um your choice you know just tell me which one it is and i'll give a little uh well we'll go ladies first was that okay with tina you think (laughs) yeah tina tina's just uh you know tina's looking good as always and uh she's got something to say about the uh you know the supreme court ruling and also the uh the uh gun ruling in the state of new york and so she's uh making herself be um understood in her very unique way and she is running for office so of course she wants people to know where she stands Yes. Well, TGIF Patriots, what a week of winning. Remember one thing. We are born with our God-given rights. Oh, that's dangerous talk. Yeah, isn't it? The government doesn't give us any rights. They try to take them from us. But that's not going to happen. We were born with all these rights. And you want to know something? The fight about abortion... All it did was give power back to the states where it belongs. The federal government should have no say in anything, just like they should have any say in our lives, whether it's freedom of speech, whether it's legal gun owners. These are our God-given rights. Never forget that, motherfuckers. Fuck out of here. This is called winning, winning, winning. Mwah. Wait, did you turn into Charlie Sheen at the end? Exactly. <laughs> you took the words out of my she must have been a charlie sheen fan you have to sure. be yeah, winning you have to be that's hilarious <laughs> Isn't it? and you know i it's just it's a little bit disappointed because my my you know we're so we're so accustomed 
to Tina, always her final salutation, her final parting shot is fuck out of here. And then so that winning following, I was like, what is this? Right. What is this, Tina? It's like bonus content. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like added out at the end of the episode. Yeah, really? <laughs> but I mean, again, she's absolutely right. This is just parroting yeah. back what we had talked about earlier, which is there's a reason why you don't want the federal government to be out of control. And I still don't understand why the people that are the most upset are the ones that live in areas where abortion is fine. They're astros. Assholes seeking to control others. And clearly, Tina's a Latva. Leave us the fuck alone. You know, I mean, they all look for the reason, like, to make this even worse, like uh, Portnoy. Like, well, well, if you're poor and you're in an area that makes it illegal, well, then what are you going to do? It's like, so you're, again, you, you have employers that are coming out and saying they will foot the bill. And I'm just waiting I mean, you're trying to get out of L.A., but I'm waiting for Mm -hmm. Chicago and I'm not in Chicago, to be fair, but I'm waiting for Chicago to be like, oh, you know, and I don't know what the abortion laws in Indiana or wherever are, but I'm just waiting for Chicago to be like, oh, Indiana, your abortion laws say you can't have an abortion. Come get them here. We'll pay your travel expenses. Well, I saw that in one of my cross country treks, um, Darren, a year or two ago. Was I in Indiana? Let's see. You know the geography there. When you're heading, uh, when you're heading uh, east, uh, what would it be before you hit Illinois? Iowa or uh, wasn't Iowa? What's what's below Iowa? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was going west. I'm not sure. But it was it was a state, um, you know, adjacent to Illinois, and there were multiple billboards in that state saying come to Illinois for safe for free not free whatever the fuck it was safe and effective abortions really so were, absolutely yes and i was like holy shit wow and that was a couple of years ago hmm. you know, i'm just wondering uh, when the state tourism board sitting down going hey you know what can we use to bring people in right let's do it i mean we have the millennium park we've got uh, abraham lincoln's home we have uh, all sorts of cool stuff Hey, uh, how about abortions? Oh, that's a great idea. People can get abortions here. Yeah, do it. Come to Illinois. Come for the food. Stay for an abortion. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? How does that turn out? What is? I want to know. Like, you always imagine like, uh, and I know it's different now, but I imagine like Mad Men, you know, getting together and trying to come up with the, uh, for what it is to sell that sure. particular item. And it's like, hey, you guys got abortions, right? Yeah, I don't. Like I don't yeah. get it. I will never get it. I don't know the, the fact that they're on billboards. I mean, this does not yeah. seem like uh, reality at this point. Mm-hmm. But it this was, is. I saw. I was shocked. It's like holy shit! Look at that! Wow. Because it doesn't seem like reality. It just seems like there's no way anybody would put up a billboard for this, and especially at the time, you know, before this week, especially. It's like, well, what's the reason you can't? Uh, you can't get them locally, I guess. You know, are we do it better? Do we kill babies better in Chicago than anywhere else? Maybe. It was. Uh, it was an eye opener. Is this where the politicians get their uh, what's it, adrenochrome or something like that? There's uh, maybe that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But what did uh, Scott have for us this week? Scott, baby, Scott. <laughs> I bet you he's uh, angry about something and he's got an attitude. No. Come on. We're talking about Scott here. His he's a, attitude. He's anger? a pussy cat. <laughs> I'm waiting for Johnny, him to get mad. Johnny Zen. What are you talking about? No, I just, I mean, you think that um, people, I mean, people reviled um, uh, de Blasio, that bear. I mean, he was just a disaster. 
and even people that voted for him came to abhor him. But it seems like it seems like Eric Adams is uh, surpassing him, at least on Scott's hate meter. Wow, that's hard. Yeah. Hey, Mayor Adams, you dumb fucking tool bag. I mean, I Stop. wish he would say what he really is feeling. <laughs> But that's a new one. I've, a tool bag. It's a new one. For, is that new for you, Darren? That's new for me. No, I think I've heard that before. Have you? I think, but the, uh, I think it was with a New York accent too, though. So maybe that is a that is a New York thing. Let's see here. I, mean, I want to go back. That was good enough to where I want to hear that again. Hey, Mayor Adams, you dumb fucking tool bag. I mean, that makes sense. You tool bag. Um, but again, it's you know some of these some somebody should do a study of insults. Because sometimes, to me, if you if you really analyze that on its face value, a tool bag is probably a good thing, right? It's a bag full of tools. Right. Fix shit with it. So why call someone a tool bag? I don't know, but he did. Ooh, I guess that's a, that's a good question. What is the uh, etymology or uh, right. of, of tool bag? I mean, where did that come from? I don't know. Scott, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Why not? You hear what he said today? Oh, well, we can't have... Good people having guns, like the Supreme Court said, uh, because we don't want it to be the wild, wild west in the city. You dumb fucking piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, okay, yes, because it already is. He's right. There is no doubt about it. Let's see. Uh, According to Urban Dictionary, a tool bag is an individual whose personality is the perfect combination of a tool and a douchebag. Oh, okay. See, that's okay. Now it pencils out. Thank you. Boy, you're awfully quick. Thanks, Darren. Another explanation is a moron who thinks that they are God's gift to the world. Okay. So it's a hybrid tool and douchebag. Got it. Now it makes makes sense. You know, I'm sure there are multiple definitions, but that seems good. Yeah, because like an enema, an enema nozzle could be a tool. So there you go. Think of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, I don't want to think of it that way. <laughs> wow. It already is the fucking wild, wild west. You fucking stupid fucking clown. <laughs> you assholes keep voting for assholes. You get what you fucking deserve. Well, he's not wrong about that. He's not wrong at all. You mentioned Lincoln five minutes ago. Wasn't that his quotation? Ultimately, people get the government they deserve. And he was right. Well, this, yeah. When assholes keep voting for assholes, yeah. you get absolutely what you deserve. Mm-hmm. But again, you want your local, again, the left maybe doesn't understand that. You want your local politicians to be able to have some effect on the laws that actually affect you and not the whole rest of the country, which is why. We have a federalized system that allows people in individual areas to have individual laws. I know it's very inconvenient, but when you and I were growing up, there were states where 18 was the legal drinking age. Sure. And, in one of them, New York. and that was then federalized, I believe, right? Because that's not the states anymore. So I think they stepped in and were like, well, no, 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 can't have this. Right. right. Yeah. But this was one of the ways that was showing. I mean, again, and that seemed to make more sense. Mm-hmm. you know let the states do what they want to do and the liberals want kids like 16 years old to be able to vote right. and to be able to decide that they want trans surgery but you know you can't own a gun until you're 21 i don't yeah. understand that if you want to um you know i know you, you dig kind of quirky stuff if you're looking for a really nutty movie um i have no idea if it's on hulu or amazon prime or whatever you'll have to dig for it i'm sure 
But I caught this movie from uh, the mid-60s <laughs> about a year ago, and I had insomnia, and I just loved it. It was called, I think it was called Wild in the Streets. And it was about, it, had, it was about a rock star is elected president. Well, we need that. Yeah. And the guy was, you know, I forget his name. He's a good-looking actor, you know, and, and there was a theme. <laughs> the theme for the campaign was 14 or fight. Give the vote to 14-year-olds. Okay, and they got it. And then, of course, shit goes haywire. They're dosing, you know, drinking reservoirs with LSD, and everybody's fucking tripping. It was totally nuts. I think Shelly Winters is in it. And so um, what happens is, and don't trust anyone over 30, but what happens is this rock star who's 20 eight whatever 29 so suddenly he's 30 and now, now, uh -oh. now, now he's a fucking tool bag you know and they want him out it's really insane if you want to laugh your ass off at a movie that's so bad it's good check it out it's got to be uh amazon has it to rent for 3.99 none of the oh, other yeah. streaming services have it right now but yeah. it'll show up again yeah and oh and his rock band he fronted was his name was max frost God, I don't remember this. It was, it was Max Frost and the Troopers. And I think, you know, of course, it was studio guys did it. And it's, it's actually a pretty good tune. There's some good uh, stuff they fabricated for this. Like, well, yeah, Richard Pryor is even in this movie, it says. Okay. So that's, that's got to go. be good. Yeah. If Richard was in Yeah, they don't make TV or movies like they do that they no. did back then. No, I, I actually had insomnia um, a couple nights ago. I get a lot of insomnia, kind of think of it. And that's when I root around for these, you know, closet classics and stuff. And I, saw, and I saw this thing called Joyride, okay, about um, three kids who go to Alaska in the late 70s to work the pipeline. And, you know, it's not quite what they had envisioned. And again, you know, I'd, I'd recommend that too. It was really, really nutty. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's just fun to watch because who the fuck wants to think when you watch? I don't. Well, that's it. Entertainment <laughs> is supposed to be an escape. And yeah. escapes come in bunches of... Uh of different ways and that was a, a lot of people talking about the uh, the bear show i was just talking about which is you know why would anybody even want to watch this because it's like watching chaos for four hours but it's like well if that's not your daily life then yeah it's probably entertaining as it was for me now if you're a if you're a chef that works in a restaurant like that you may just be like no, 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 i don't i don't need to see that well, people loved that. What was that guy's name? Was it Gordon Ramsay, the, the screaming chef, right? Yes, yeah. He so screams. He popularized that. You know, the crazy kitchen. Was that him? Kind of well, the uh the crazy kitchen was more Bourdain, but he's more he was more of a Zen kind of a guy. Although I don't know, uh, you know, he was the one that turned being a, a chef, a decent chef, but not a great chef, into a good career as a writer, which uh, you know, he was the one that kind of broke all of these barriers down by talking. You know, he started writing articles about what was going on in the kitchens, and it was like people had never heard that, you know, people would be screamed at, and there were racial uh, epitaphs being thrown, and there were sexist things going on, and uh, mm. it's he, like... He killed himself, didn't he? Was he he died of... Uh, well, that's a, that's a good question, because he was on, as it was covered on the No Agenda program, he was on a... Uh, shantex which is a one of these drugs you take the nicotine shit yeah to get off of cigarettes and he had okay. he had gone on and off it a few times trying to quit cigarettes i don't know if he went on and off shantex but he had quit cigarettes a few times yeah. and that is one of those drugs that might make you have suicidal tendencies really? and uh again big pharma it's all safe it's big all pharma. effective it's all, safe. it's all effective it's all good you know take a pill whatever's wrong with you just take a fucking pill yeah take a you pill. Know, 
you need to quit smoking. But you know what? Yeah. Death will stop you from smoking. I mean, That's I guess true. That is so true. Yes. But he was an interesting guy. I watched a lot of his programs and he had a multiple shows. He was on CNN for a while and the travel channel for a while, kind of doing the same thing, which was going around the world, mm-hmm. having food and talking to the local people. I know it seems like a crazy idea. Yeah. But it, but worked, it worked out. And he had a wife that cucked him or something, too, didn't it? Is that uh, Well, that was the one. She was one of the first Me Tours. I forget her name. Oh, really? Ava, I yeah. think something or other. She was one of the first All Me right. Tours. And then it came out like she slept with some 16-year-old boy that was in one of her Ooh. movies or something. Uh, and that was. Well, it's, you know what? Her name was Asia Argento. Right. I, why do I know that? I, mean, I never <laughs> swear to Christ. I never watched one second of Anthony Bourdain do anything. I only I recognize his face in a still photo, but I couldn't tell you his voice if I heard it. But I know that chick's name. I don't know why. Yeah, and his voice made news because when they did a documentary on him, they used this new voice print technology to have his voice say stuff that he had only written down, which is just fucking oh, weird. That is fucking weird. But that is where the uh, the technology is going. But he was a guy that was obviously a pretty liberal minded guy but he had no problem doing episodes doing shows with guys like ted nugent i mean he would sit down with ted nugent in one show and barack obama the next that's cool and that yeah that's what we need more of absolutely that's yeah. how you get understanding that's how you get and you know it's like not just because you have a different viewpoint on x y and z doesn't make you a dick but that's the world now is like oh Wait, you're pro-life? Oh, my God. Well, you must be a horrible person. Yes. (laughs) I don't get it. But, hey, we hope that people listen to our show to find a a little bit of a release. And a uh, we are a value for value show. And we do have a few people to thank for today's show, which is always a good thing. Mm -hmm. And this is a guy. I know it's a name I've heard. I don't know if it's been on this show ever, though. David Hunt coming in with 50 bucks. Wow, thank you, David. And I know I've seen David's name, and I'm, I'm blanking I've on which show. Name too. Yes, I do too many shows. That is the that is the absolute thing. But no note or anything. But we appreciate the support, okay. David. Thank you. Coming in with his monthly twenty, Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley. Thank you, Sir Sean. Also, no note. So we appreciate that. And of course, who always comes in with a note? Our buddy CSB, comic strip blogger. With his 15,033 sats, which today is $3.14. Come on, Bitcoin. Come on, Bitcoin. Yeah, CSB's getting a lot of heat from Adam and John these days. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. This guy, he manages to really make his presence known. It's very impressive. This is it true. Really is. Well, that's what I told him. It's all marketing. Yeah. He sent in a boostergram to Unrelenting that uh, told my co-host Gene to go fuck himself, but I read it because because I'm fine with reading that, and uh, I thought that was funny. Now, why why did he tell Gene to fuck himself? Because Gene is Russian apologist. Okay, there we go. And uh, I, you know, now so I read it because that's what we do. It's fun. And CS he posted it to No Agenda Social, and Adam Curry responded with, "You won't hear that on Spotify." Well, see, I'm going to make a bet. I'm going to spice things up here. I'm going to say that because um, CSB, I think he took umbrage at something I said in my last episode. Oh, I did see that. Yes. I saw on yes. your uh, That Larry Show episode. Yes. And um, he may have misinterpreted it somewhat because my, the thing I was, the point I was making is that 
is that war has been sanitized for this generation. Um, and you just never see um, the horror of it anymore the way you did in Vietnam. And that's because governments have clamped down on that because it's bad for enlistments and recruitments. Right. You know, you make it about, you know, make it about uh, hot looking chicks who's, uh, who's bus lines strain the uniforms and you know, so forth. And technology. Hey, sign me up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you, so you don't see a lot of that anymore, but I think he, he maybe misinterpreted a little bit. But then he said something about that Putin, you know, you'll see when Putin marches into, was it Poland and what was the other? And name? beyond, right? There was another, it was, it was a Latvia or Lithuania. I don't know. There was, an, it was another L country over there somewhere. And so I'll make a bet. If Putin and Russia moves into Poland or Lithuania or Latvia, whichever it was within the next 18 months, I'll refund every Satoshi that he has funded this show. That is a money back guarantee. How about that? He says, howdy, Larry and Darren. <laughs> Not sure how long I can donate to this podcast as Darren is reviving more popular one. Grumpy old Ben's. Well, <laughs> that's not entirely true. See, I mean, we had a original Grumpy old Ben's reunion, which had like four thousand, five thousand downloads. Boom. But, uh, you know, the second one, we were back down to under uh, under planet rage numbers. So you have to watch very carefully, CSB, on uh, on which show is giving you the best bang for your buck. The Internet's a fickle place. Yes. So true. He says, so sorry, Larry, if GOB goes regular, I switch to it. Anyways, <laughs> I invite your audience to listen to our podcast about artificial intelligence, AI.cooking, narrated by Gregory William Forsyth, Foreman Quiff from Kent, UK. Just enter AI.cooking in your web browser or podcast app. My cartoons and comic strips are at csb.lol. Yo. And I said, I like, I, I bought one of his doodles over on the, uh, OpenSea, which is one of these NFT right. platforms. I know NFTs are never going to be worth anything, but I'm like, I want to own a CSB original, and that's you what should. I did. You should. Everyone should. Yes. Everybody. Should. They will become valuable. His at least. I hope so. Yeah. He has, like you said, there's an audience. Everybody knows CSB. I mean, they may that's not true. like him, but the they know amazing. him. Yeah. The guy's just amazing. He gets so much traction for himself. It's very impressive. But if you want to help support this show, keep the microphones on, everything humming, sounding good. Well, not humming. If there was humming in the audio, then we'd have. Well, there is today because it's my fucking air conditioner. <laughs> you Sorry gotta, about that. It's you got degrees in L.A. <laughs> yeah, you got to run the AC. You don't want to die. But you figure out what you got out of this show. What kind of value? Was it a, you know, one Satoshi, which is like one billionth of a penny? Or was it worth a latte? Was it worth a hot dog? Was it worth a big, juicy steak? You put a number on it. Go to planetrage.show slash donate, and all of the information is there. You can do it the old-fashioned way, from P.O. Box to PayPal to streaming sats by using one of the new podcasting 2.0 apps. If you don't know what that is, newpodcastapps.com, check it out. And we appreciate everybody who we do. supports the show, who listens, who laughs along, who sends us clips, and like, hey, you should check this out for the show. Rage is something that is... Uh, is quite universal, especially in this world that we're living in now. Mm. And I know people were like, we don't hear enough rage in the show. It's like, no, what? I don't, I don't, what do you, how? I don't understand. What do they want? I don't know. We're here to sort of be cathartic, to diffuse the rage when possible. Yes, we don't want you to snap and, uh, and go off on a murder spree. Because if you're in jail, 
then you can only send us like cigarettes instead of Satoshis. That's right. And that is nowhere near any kind of fun. But what is coming up? Any idea on the, that Larry show this week? I know you've had some adventures with house selling and all that. When, when will this show yeah. up? This uh, It's going to be a while because it's just it's too much pent up bullshit to deal with it. I got to see where it all nets out. But I uh, had an interesting experience um, last week. Um, went to see a legend, a living legend, Bob Dylan. Ooh, at the uh, at, a, at a venue in Santa Barbara. <laughs> it Bob's, interesting. Bob's eighty right now, eighty one, eighty one, and in a lot better shape than Joey, I might add. Well, yeah, I mean Brian Wilson and Paul McCartney just turned eighty, and you look at them and you're like, that was fascinating. And th- th- in your show, it really was that those guys were actually. 48 hours apart to two giants born like that is pretty it is interesting well maybe i know something the, to astrology Darren. maybe there is it has to be the amount of yeah. popular music that just those two guys are responsible for writing mm-hmm. is unbelievable and you're like they were born within 48 hours of each other there was musical yeah. talent being given away like nobody else at that time must have gotten musical talent <laughs> no one god's like oh crap fact, haven't been giving this out deaf yeah maybe i mean that's it yeah. it's like it's but this is maybe. like wow the because the stories you hear i mean mccartney a little bit less but you start hearing especially with the uh the documentary the shows that he did with uh, rick rubin where they were isolating a lot of the baselines you saw really how unique some of the stuff mccartney was doing was but the songwriting was very very just pop i mean really good pop songs yeah but brian wilson you hear the stories of just the way he was able to arrange this stuff in his head and here mm. we were talking earlier about the ai that's now available that could take a mono track and separate all of the instruments and all of the vocals out into separate tracks brian wilson's brain could do that yeah and that's the scary part because he would come in and there was the one documentary on that was just called the wrecking crew i believe about the the band, the people that played on all those hits of the Beach Boys and others back in the 60s, where Brian Wilson would come in and just go to each individual person and say, okay, well, I want you to do boom, boom, boom. And then I want you to do do, 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 do. And then they're all like, he was just going down the line to like 12 people. None of this written down, mind you. No. And he's like, I need you to do this, you to do this, you to do this. And they're all kind of looking at each other. And he goes, okay, now, and they do it. And it's like, wow, it works. And it sounds fantastic. How do you do that? It's like, he's a genius. Yeah, and his, his okay. brain was not wired to live a normal life as far as just interacting with people. But yeah, five years in a sandbox is a little odd. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, but the music is, uh, is absolutely amazing. There is a, uh, I think it's uh, coming out shortly. I don't believe it's out yet, but there's another documentary they've been doing with Brian Wilson that i saw a clip of the guy he and the guy are just driving in the car and they're listening to different songs and they play one of the old beach boy songs and he mentions like one of his friends that helped write the lyrics for that and the guy that he's driving you know that's driving the car is like oh yeah you know i heard he passed away a few years ago and brian hadn't heard it and he just all of a sudden like switches off you know he wanted the the music off and then he's just it took him a while and he's like oh you know when did he die like and then he's like, you just very calmly said it, you know, after a few minutes, he's like, you know, when you said that, and I don't remember the guy's name, he's like, but when you said this guy died, he's like, you know, that just really broke my heart. Mm-hmm. 
and you know you feel for the guy but it's like you know he has that problem with you know you could tell he was you know really affected by it but it seems you know watching his face you saw very little but you knew something was going on right and it's like everybody's got problems but whatever part of his brain that isn't wired to you know work the same as everybody else's uh also somehow does the music in a way that nobody else can do yeah it's cool stuff i mean it's, it is cool stuff music is what we need more of and less people yelling and uh and burning cities down it's very rarely are you burning cities down and singing a beach boy song if you noticed i mean there's not a lot of rage that's not the typical soundtrack of of, uh, arson is it no you're right (laughs) no you're like i don't you start playing the beach boys like i don't really want to burn this place down i want to go have a beer by the you know watch the waves come in yeah that seems healthier (laughs) it seems healthier but hey so what yeah, so that's my thing. It's going to be Bob Dylan, and most interesting, the the better show was actually in the audience. Really? What was going on? I'm not telling. They're going to <laughs> really? in Wednesday and, and find out what I mean by that. And also, it's a whole a look into what makes a legend, because Bob, you know, he's his own animal as well. Um, you know, absolutely brilliant songwriter, uh, musician, vocalist, not so much. Right. Yet, you know, holy shit, he's still packing them in. So there's there's a lot of... A lot of uh, texture there to deal with yeah. well yeah he's not a vocalist but the minute you hear bob dylan sing you know it's bob dylan because of the fact that you know he's not a vocalist him and tom petty very similar well P- petty worshipped him and so he borrowed so heavily from him and and the, the interesting thing about both petty and dylan is they managed to take really simple obvious chord progressions and keep them fresh throughout a three four five minute track and that's not easy to do because most people do that and they just sound like three chord johnny's chord bangers right want to smash them over the head with the fucking guitar yes really Really. but somehow but somehow (laughs) dylan and and uh and tom uh totally transcended that and made them brilliant Um, i'm not sure how they did it but we'll try to find out a lot of people are trying to figure that out because there's money in that a lot of money I have no idea what will be in this week's random thoughts, but there will be you one. Don't. No. All right. I, it, it's, it's always a tune in anyway. I never miss an episode of random thoughts. Never. And I never miss a Larry, that Larry show, although I still have some catching up to do. I need to get on a system. Yeah. I, I need to get on a system and, and not listen at uh, 14 times speed, which uh, which ruins everything. Fuck you eat, Darren. Doing, you know, <laughs> Soon. 27, 27 podcasts and holy shit. Hey, you got to keep busy. Got to yeah. do something. And uh, that's why we'll be back again next week on Monday. We will be live next Monday. We uh, apologize to everybody who was looking for this show live today, but hopefully you can catch up and enjoy the content that we have here. And of course, if you do, again, support the damn show. And by the way, I'm just, I just clicked my calendar here, Darren. Next Monday is the 4th of July. Really? Okay. So, so maybe some patriotic shit, baby. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'll be here. Let loose the pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, the not you know, pigeons just keep them away from the fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> Until next week, everybody. Later. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world.